Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Now, I'm not backing down from you. I'm being smart. And since smart is not something you're accused of all the time, let me explain that to you. You see, you and I have signed contracts to face each other at the Royal Rumble for the World Heavyweight Championship. My World Heavyweight Championship. And what that means is four weeks from now, you and I stand to make a whole hell of a lot of money. And I, for one, am not willing to give up one dollar of that cash so that these people can get a taste of Triple H and Scott Steiner. Ah. But, but, I do have a proposition for you. You call yourself Big Papa Pump. The genetic freak. You call yourself the man. Well, there's a saying, Nate. I think you know what it is. How's that thing go? To be the man, you gotta beat the man. Well, the way I... Uh-oh! The man wants to say something. Let me smarten you up a little bit. These people here in Oklahoma didn't come here to see you. Oh boy. They came here to see me kick your ass. They'd love to see that. Did I hear you correctly? Last week, you weren't feeling 100%, but tonight, you're feeling pretty good. And you think you could go one-on-one, -on -one, man to man with Freakzilla? Oh, gonna be feeling real good. I say, let's stop wasting time talking about it. I say, let's do this right now. needs his own microphone anyway. Is that what you think, huh? That's what you think? Then prove it! Right here tonight! Prove it! In an arm wrestling match!
podcast. The only place where we decipher and dictate the ruthless aggression era of the WWE. And today it's time for some more Raw and Smackdowns. We've got the last Raw and Smackdown of 2002 and leading into 2003, leading up to the Royal Rumble. So let's get right into it. Now get the guns, the drugs, from my generation, I'll take the fall. The state, and across the nation, and it's a so it's our first Raw after Armageddon, it's the 16th of December. It kicks off with an intergender match between Trish Stratus and Test against Victoria and Stephen Richards. I thought we'd got rid of these fucking intergender matches. Uh, Test gets to pin on Richards after a bit of distraction from Stacey Keebler with a big boot to the face. We then cut backstage to Vitter Eric Bischoff and Chief Morley. Good old Val Venus, it's good to, st- good to see he still gets a paycheck. Uh, Bischoff says that tonight they're going to produce a Triple H appreciation ceremony um, in the main event slot. Morley grimaces and says that he promised the main event slot to Scott Steiner tonight. The two rack their brains try and figure out a way to this di- a way out of this dilemma. And Bischoff says that Morley created this mess and he's expected to fix it. We then cut to another backstage segment with Booker T and Goldust, who is dressed as Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, ho, 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 it easy. What you doing now? It is I, Goldie Claus. Have you been a good boy this year? Yeah. Better yet, <laughs> would you like to touch my sack? <sighs> the hell are you talking about, man? Oh, I have a present for you. Present? A very special one. The world <laughs> tag team title. Hey, you can't, man. Why don't you be playing around, man? <laughs> what yours is it? It's here. You can't. Looks good too, doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> From the bottom of my heart, man, thank you for believing in me. So Goldus is still looking for that little bit of self-confidence, bless him. Um, Christian then appears and says next week him and Jericho are going to win the tag team titles back. Our next matchup um, is Maven against Chris Nowinski. Uh, Nowinski gets the victory by pulling the tie. And then Shawn Michaels comes out and he calls out Triple H but gets Chris Jericho instead. Jericho in mock Shawn Michaels calls him the has-been kid. He says the fans have come to see the king of the world. Jericho states that he's better than Michaels ever was and calls himself the true sexy boy. He then changes his tone a little bit and says he was excited to see Shawn Michaels return to the ring. But he says Michaels' heart and courage was off the charts and that Michaels' performance was so sad because the old Shawn Michaels would have won. He says Michaels lost and he is a loser. He says it's embarrassing for him because Michaels was the main reason Jericho became a wrestler. He says that Michaels was his hero and now he's been reduced to a shell of his former self. Jericho says he's not going to waste his time by beating the has-been kid, but Michaels then suddenly turns, reacts, and superkicks Jericho right in the kisser. Our next match is Christian against Goldust. Uh, Christian pins Goldust with both his arms blatantly resting on the ropes. Uh, they're going to cut backstage to Triple H and Eric Bischoff. Uh, Bischoff's congratulating Triple H on his performance last night at Armageddon. Bischoff suggests they have the appreciation ceremony right now. Triple H asks if there's something that he's not telling him. Who's in the main event spot later? Bischoff admits that it's going to be Steiner and it's going to be the signing. Triple H getting upset or jealous or wanting to go and get that shovel. Um, He tells Bischoff not to think about giving Steiner the spot and if he does, he'll pull a stone called Steve Austin on Bischoff. Bischoff says it's not a problem and they'll work it out. And then we cut to Ric Flair giving a pep talk to Batista and Three Minute Warning before their handicap match a bit later on with Rob Van Dam and Kane. 
And then it's time for that handicap match. It's Kane and Rob Van Dam versus Batista and three-minute warning. Uh, Kane and Rob Van Dam obviously get the victory, but it's starting to uh, look like that Kane is showing quite a few heel tendencies. He could be turning on Rob Van Dam in the near-distant future. Um, next up was the tag team match of Lance Storm and William Regal versus the Dudley Boys. Storm and Regal, they got the victory after Regal uses the brass knuckles on Devon. And then our next match, it was the dark match from last night's Armageddon. Uh, it's D'Lo Brown versus Jeff Hardy. Now, D'Lo Brown is repeatedly yelling, it's because of people like you at Jeff Jury. Hmm. Uh, Jeff ends up getting a pinfall, though, even though D'Lo's foot was on the bottom rope. Uh, we cut backstage to Ric Flair and Scott Steiner. Ric Flair says that tonight is Triple H's night, and he will be in the main event slot. Flair says that nothing's going to ruin Triple H's ceremony tonight, and Steiner isn't half the man Triple H is. Steiner then grabs Flair and tells him to tell Triple H that he'll be the main event from now on. We then cut to Chad Patton, who was the referee from D'Lo Brown and Jeff Hardy's match with D'Lo. Uh, Chad approaches D'Lo and apologises, saying that he didn't see D'Lo's leg on the ropes. D'Lo stands up and says it doesn't matter if he apologises, the loss is still in the record books. And he plays the race card by saying it's because he is a black man. Oh dear. Oh Vince. Oh, oh dear. Oh dear. We cut then to the parking lot with Stacey Keebler and Test. She says that she's got Test a job as a spokesperson for a Bodman deodorant spray. Uh, Stacey sprays a little on Test's stomach and smells it and says it smells great. Test says that if it smells good on him, it will smell good on his testicles. Oh dear. Oh Vince. Oh dear. Test and Stacey then walk off as Raven walks out from the shadows. Now we've not seen Raven for ages since he got banished from Monday Night Raw. But deodorant and it smells good and it's going to smell good on his bollocks. Oh, is Vince Russell still here? It smells like it. Our next match then is Booker T versus Chris Jericho near the end of the match. Uh, Christian runs down and interferes, followed by Goldust who then interferes. Now referee Earl Hebner, he raises the hand of Booker T, so I'm guessing that Christian interfered first. We then cut backstage again. It's so backstage heavy was this episode of Monday Night Raw. Um, Chief Morley, he's with Scott Steiner. He says he made a mistake and gave Steiner the main event slot when Triple H already has it. Morley suggests they do it next week and give Steiner the contract for safekeeping. Uh, Steiner says that Triple H wants to have his moment. He says that that is no problem, which makes Morley happy as they walk off. Steiner then proclaims that Triple H will have his moment, a moment he'll never forget. And then it is our main event. We've been building up throughout the whole fucking episode. It is time for the Triple H Appreciation Ceremony. Back here on Raw, Chief Morley and Eric Bischoff have made their way to the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've all been waiting for. I'm going to introduce a man to you to whom we owe a tremendous amount of gratitude and respect. A man who has done more for this industry than anyone else alive. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce to you the new World Heavyweight Champion, Triple H! So Bishop and Molly come out, they introduce Triple H, we get a video package, it's, it's 20 minutes of blowing smoke up Triple H's arse. Uh, Triple H, he runs down the list of men that he's beat in the industry, Heartbreak Kid, Hulk Hogan, Taker, Kane, Kurt Angle, Austin, Rock, Mick Foley. Suddenly, Scott Steiner's music hits and out comes Big Papa Pump himself. Steiner says that Triple H may have beaten a lot of guys, but he can't beat Big Papa Pump. He says that the Raw contract signing states that he gets a world title shot. And if he doesn't get a world title shot, then he's going to walk. 
Triple H says he knows where Steiner came from and how they did business, but in the WWE, you have to earn your title shot. He says that Steiner will not get a title shot. Steiner says that he didn't come to WWE to start at the bottom. He said that he's going to be the greatest of all time. Steiner says that Triple H appears to be scared of him. He says that Triple H is the game with no balls. Triple H gives in and accepts the world title match. So Raw goes off the air with Triple H and Scott Steiner circling each other in the ring. They butt heads, but Triple H backs up and leaves the ring slowly with a nervous smirk on his face as Raw goes off the air. And I guess now that we're standing face to face, you're a little scared. Because you realize when I've said I'm the genetic freak, I wasn't lying. You see, I'm as big as I say I am, and now you don't want to fight me? You call yourself the game? I say you're the game with no balls. So it's time for a bit of SmackDown, it's the 9th of December. Kurt Angle, he comes out to kick off SmackDown. He says that he won the tag in the Continental King of the Ring, NCAA, Olympic and Undisputed titles. He says that he's earned every single title that he won except this one. And he said he'd like to personally thank Brock Lesnar right now. Brock comes out, they have a bit of two-in and throw-in. Kirk says that Brock wants what everyone in the world wants, Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, Kurt says that Brock will get his title shot next week on SmackDown because tonight he's got a non-title match with Chris Benoit. Uh, Kurt extends his hand to Brock, who hesitates, but shakes Kurt's hand, confirming Brock as the brand new babyface on the blue brand. We then cut backstage to Big Show and Paul Heyman. Uh, Big Show, he's flashing the locker room, apparently upset that he's not going to get a rematch. Big Show says that he wants Kurt Angle and Paul, his agent, better make it happen. Big Show grabs Paul by the neck and demands action. Heyman assures Big Show that he has a contingency plan. We then cut to our first match of the night is Eddie Guerrero versus Billy Kidman. Uh, Billy Kidman, he eventually hits the shooting star pressing Eddie, but Charvo pulls the ref out. Eddie ends up hitting, the, like it's like a razor's edge style powerbomb for the victory. Our next match, it is John Cena with Bling Bling Buchanan against Chuck Palumbo. Uh, Cena comes to the ring uh, with one of his uh, new rap sequences, which was quite funny to be fair. Um, he did men he mention like the, the Four Horsemen. Uh, Cena wins by rolling over a crossbody block and pulling the tights. Palumbo, he tries to fight back, but B-squared nails Palumbo with a chain. Rikishi then runs down and beats up Cena and Bull Buchanan. So it looks like that Rikishi and Cena is going to be the new for, uh, feud for Cena going forward. We then have an interview with Tori Wilson. We get footage of all the garbage that's happened between Tori and Don Wilson. Uh, Michael Cole, he suggests Tori had a horrible week considering what's happened. Fucking no shit, Cole. Uh, Tori says that she's not ashamed because she proved that she loves her father. She follows up by saying that she is ashamed though of her father. Says that one man that she thought would never break her heart has done that. Ah. Tori says Dawn, she'll find out exactly what kind of predator that she is. Uh, we then cut to the ring. Dawn, she calls Tori, still on screen, a jealous nymphomaniac. Dawn says that Tori has no one to love her. Dawn says that she can look into Al's eyes and know that he's never seen a more beautiful woman. Dawn invites Tori and all the SmackDown viewers to tune into SmackDown in two weeks' time. That cues the crowd to chant, slut, slut, slut. And Tori then says she's come to the conclusion that Dawn and Al deserve each other. The next match of the night was Brock Lesnar versus Matt Hardy. But Matt Hardy bottled it and he made Shannon Moore go instead. Shannon got his ass kicked. At the end, Brock sneaked upon Matt Hardy to nail him with an F5. 
We then go to the ring with Kurt Angle. He said he's always been there with his three eyes, and integrity is one of them. He says that if it was up to him, he would face Brock Lesnar and Chris Benoit on the same night. Kurt then says he's hired a management team to look out for himself. He introduces the head of his management team, Paul Heyman. And what I'd like to do right now is introduce the head of my management team, Paul Heyman. What? Oh my God. Big Show, he then comes out all confused. Um, he says, did Paul Heyman, was he representing them both at Armageddon? Uh, Paul Heyman says he dumped Brock Lesnar for Big Show, but he's not dumping Big Show for Kurt Angle. He says that as a faction, they have a whole lot of power and leverage. He says he's going to demand that Kurt Angle faces Big Show next week. Kurt protests the announcement, but Paul says it doesn't matter if Kurt or Big Show is the champion, as long as Brock isn't. The trio shares its celebration of a new alliance. We then cut to a tag team match of Jamie Noble and Nunzio against Crash Holly and Bill DeMott. Bill DeMott wrestles the entire match for his team, destroying Noble and Nunzio, and even attacks his own partner, Crash, after the match. We then go backstage to an interview with the Cat and Edge. Uh, Edge says that he's going to kick A-Train's ass tonight. Edge says that A-Train has some debts to pay and he's here to collect. Hopefully this isn't Edge's new line because it really is not that good. Um, the match itself, uh, we cut to it and Edge gets the win after a spear on A-Train. Then our main event is Kurt Angle with Paul Heyman against Chris Benoit. Big Show, he runs down and attacks Chris Benoit causing disqualification. But then Brock runs down, cleans house on Big Show and Kurt Angle and F5s Paul Heyman. Uh, Big Show and Kurt eventually get the upper hand on Brock. Big Show chokeslams Brock in the ring. Big Show, Kurt and Heyman, they raise the bell above their heads in celebration. The Smackdown goes off the air. Now get the guns, the drugs, from my generation, I'll take the fall. The saints, and across the nation, and it's a 
move on to the 23rd of December's Monday Night Raw. We should kick off with a tag team match between Kane and Rob Van Dam against Three Minute Warning with Rico. Uh, Rob Van Dam and Kane get the victory. After the match, uh, Rico yells at Rosie and Damal, who nearly come to blows but end up going after Rico. We cut backstage to Eric Bischoff and Val Venus. Uh, Val says that he's heard Triple H is going to call out Scott Steiner tonight. Spike Dudley then walks in and complains about Regal knocking out Devon with the brass knuckles. Morley suggests Spike show his administration some respect. Uh, Bischoff tells Spike that he's in a match with Batista tonight. Oh, fucking hell, Spike, dear me. Uh, Bischoff then says if any of the Dudleys interfere, they will be suspended. Does that even count for like Big Daddy Dudley and Sign Guy Dudley, or is it just Dudleys that are signed to WWE? You need to make your rules more fucking clear, Eric. Uh, we then go backstage to Stacey Keebler and D'Lo Brown. Uh, D'Lo asks Stacey uh, to be his marketing manager because she's done so well with Test Career. <laughs> fucking hell, what programme have you been watching, D'Lo? Uh, Stacey says that she has her hands full with testicles right now. Uh, we then cut to the match between Test and D'Lo Brown. Uh, D'Lo tries to get the pin on Test with his feet on the ropes, but the referee refuses to count. Uh, D'Lo then shoves the ref down, resulting in a disqualification. D'Lo then goes after Stacey, but is chased off by Test. We then cut to Eric Bischoff. He announces the Royal Rumble main event as Triple H versus Scott Steiner for the world title. Bischoff says 15 Raw wrestlers and 15 SmackDown wrestlers will be in the Royal Rumble match. Bischoff says the winner will get a title shot with their respective champions. Bischoff and Morley then walk over to where Jerry... Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross are sitting. Bischoff shows an FU segment of JR and the King talking bad about Bischoff during the commercial. Bischoff reminds JR that he has Tony Schiavone's number on speed dial. Bischoff tells Lawler that Jesse Ventura will also be available soon. He says that he's going to debut a new tag team in the ring tonight. He says that Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross will compete tonight or they will both be fired. Our next match is Chris Nowinski against the Hurricane. Uh, Maven runs down and distracts Nowinski, allowing the Hurricane to pick up the victory. And then we get Batista destroying Spike Dudley in a matter of seconds. We cut backstage to Bischoff and Morley are laughing about Spike being taken care of. Uh, Morley says that JR and the King will learn a lesson they will never forget. Regal and Storm enter the room and complain about JR and the King. Bischoff says that it's the best idea that he's heard tonight when Regal suggests that the opportunity to face JR and the King be handed to him and Storm. We then get our Santa's Little Helpers match of Victoria, Ivory and Molly against Trish, Stacey and Jackie. Now let's be fair, right? you've got some unbelievably good women's wrestlers in this match. What's wrong with an individual match? No, let's, it, let's, let's whack them all in Santa gear, let's have a Little Helpers match. Stacey, Trish and Jackie get the win. Blech. We then get a tag team title match of Booker T and Goldust against Chris Jericho and Christian. After quite the long match, uh, which was restarted once, uh, Goldust got the victory for his team and still your tag team champions are Booker and Goldust. We then cut backstage to Rob Van Dam and Kane. Uh, Rob Van Dam gives Kane a present, a hungry, hungry hippo. Kane says he doesn't like Christmas and he doesn't like games. We then go backstage again to Triple H and Ric Flair. Flair tells Triple H that Steiner is a loose cannon and urges him to wait for the rumble. Uh, Triple H says he doesn't care what people are saying, he's going to call Steiner out. We cut to the ring, Triple H, he says he's the best in the business and he's not afraid of Scott Steiner. He says that Steiner only called him out last week because he was not 100%. He says that if Steiner has the guts, he's calling him out now. Steiner's music hits and Big Pop Punk comes out to the ring. This all leads to Scott Steiner beating Triple H in an arm wrestling match. You guys bring that stuff down here, come on. Bring that stuff down to the ring. Come on. Get it down here and get it in this ring. Whoa, whoa, wait, hey, where are you going? What's the matter, Scott? You afraid? Huh? Are you scared? I thought you had I thought you had the largest arms in the world. What? Huh? 
Now come on. Those guns are pretty big, but they don't compare to me. The two nearly come to blows, but are kept apart. Now I can understand they want to keep them separate till the Royal Rumble, but surely just have promos or yeah, just yeah, just like, yeah, have promos. You don't need to have something as stupid as an arm wrestling competition. It's one of wrestling's biggest faux pas in my head. It's when they have stupid little things like an arm wrestling competition or a dance-off. Our main event is Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross against William Regal and Lance Storm. Jim Ross was about to get beaten up by Regal, but the Dudley boys ran in. JR got a hold of the brass knuckles and whacked Regal with them. JR pinned Regal to pick up the victory in his home stay as Raw goes off the air. There was just no need for that main event. Way to bury Regal and Lance Storm. So it's time for the 26th of December's episode of SmackDown. Uh, Stephanie McMahon opens up the show in the ring to set up a match later on for number one contendership between Big Show and Chris Benoit. We then get our first match of the night with Builder Mott versus Crash Holly coming on the back of their tag team breakup of sorts last week. Uh, Builder Mott destroys Crash Holly. We then go backstage to Dormery and Al Wilson, aka Mr. Kara's fucking Matic. Uh, Al gives Dormery a bottle of Viagra for the wedding night. Uh, Dawn gives Al a camcorder to make movies of all their adventures together. Dawn says they can tape their entire honeymoon and watch it over and over and over and bleh. Uh, Dawn and Al share an incredibly sloppy kiss. Uh, in the ring we have Matt Hardy and Shannon Moore. Uh, Matt says that Brock Lesnar is the problem that is slowly destroying SmackDown. Matt shows the footage from last week of him and Shannon getting destroyed by Brock. Matt says that his last name is Hardy and he knows what it's like to feel the pain. Matt challenges Brock to a match next week on SmackDown. Matt then tells Brock to bring everything because Mattitude is going to a whole new level. All of a sudden, Matt then suddenly attacks Shannon Moore. We then get a tag team title match of Los Guerreros versus Edge and Billy Kidman. Um, after fearance from uh, A-Train, he runs down and gives Edge a backbreaker. Uh, Eddie hits the frog splash on Kidman and picks up the win to retain the titles. We then get a segment of footage from last week's SmackDown as it went off the air with Angle, Big Show and Paul Heyman were beating up Brock Lesnar. Uh, Brock fought back and speared Big Show and chased Heyman off. Brock nails Big Show with a few chair shots and goes after Angle. Brock then F5s Kurt Angle against the ring post outside the ring, causing Angle to scream in pain. Brock then drops Angle knee first onto the guardrail as Angle screams in agony. Now, when I was watching this, when they showed you this, it was like, are they, was, this, was this what we get equivalent in 2017 as a, a dark match? Do you know, at the end of the night, send all the, sh all the fans home happy. Was this their kind of equivalent, but they decide to film it and use it in as a segment next week? Um, if anything, cracking idea. Um, we then cut to the ring with Paul Heyman and Kurt Angle. Paul says that he and Kurt were planning to keep their business relationship private. He introduces the WWE champion Kurt Angle, who comes out in a cast and braces. Kurt says he doesn't know how long Paul Heyman lasted with a remorseless animal like Brock. Kurt then says Brock was only successful because of Paul Heyman. Kurt says that he is also an NCAA champion and won the WWE title in his first year. He says there's a difference that he did it on his own, plus he's an Olympic gold medalist. Kurt Angle says that he has an agent because he's a very important person. Kurt says that he's still standing and he will defend the title at the Rumble. Kurt says that Brock will never ever get a title shot. Paul Heyman says that he has a plan and introduces Team Angle. Heyman introduces Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin who make their debut finally, thank fuck, the tag team scene has been turned up a notch on SmackDown. They come out in Kurt Angle's outfits. Kurt Angle shakes the hands of Hass and Benjamin and looks pretty damn happy. Um, he says this is a great Christmas present. He says, unlike Brock Lesnar, these two actually have respect. Kurt then declares, check me on Brock Lesnar. 
But then to get to our next match with Rikishi and Bling Bling Buchanan. Uh, Cena, he, uh, during the match, he, he tries interfering. Um, he throws the chain into the ring, distracts the referee. But Rikishi gets the chain and uses it on B2 to get the victory. We then get an interview with uh, Fanaki and Tori Wilson discussing the wedding. Um, Al Wilson then steps in um, and he comes with the best line in the world. He says, after the wedding, he and Dawn will have a baby and start a family. He's about fucking 90. Uh, Al then says he hopes the child won't be a disgrace like Tori was. We then cut to another backstage segment with Los Guerreros. They're making fun of Cena and B-squared. Guerreros said they had to work for everything they got. Cena gets all worked up yelling at the Guerreros. Uh, Los Guerreros tell him to calm down and not to make it an East Coast, West Coast thing. Uh, Los Guerreros continues to mock the rapping duo as we cut then to an interview with Josh Matthews and Chris Benoit. Uh, Benoit says that he's proven that size means nothing and that he's going to win tonight and go into the Rumble and beat Kurt Angle. Then we get to our next match. It's number one contenders match of Big Show versus Chris Benoit. Uh, late into the match, Benoit reverses the choke slam into a pinfall to become number one contender. Uh, Big Show and Team Angle of Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin attack Benoit after the match. Big Show and Team Angle deliver Benoit's beaten body to Angle, who yells in Benoit's face. Uh, Big Show kicks Benoit in the face once more, knocking him out. Kurt Angle, Big Show, Paul Heyman, Benjamin Haas stand over Benoit as SmackDown goes off the air. Let's get it Now, the 30th of December's episode of Monday Night Raw uh, was a year-in-review episode where they showed some of the best matches throughout the year. Um, I'll just quickly go around the matches. They had Edge and Eddie Guerrero from SmackDown, Undertaker and Jeff Hardy's ladder match from Raw, Angle vs Mysterio from SummerSlam, The Rock and Hulk Hogan from WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels vs Triple H, um, Edge and Kurt Angle at Backlash, uh, Brock Lesnar vs The Rock at SummerSlam, and Raw's TLC4 on the Raw Roulette episode. So we get to uh, the 2nd of January's episode of SmackDown. Happy New Year, one and all. Our opening match is John Cena against Rikishi. Uh, Cena defeats Rikishi after lots of blatant interference by B-Squared. Uh, Rikishi then chases B-Squared over the rail and throughout the crowd. Uh, and then we cut to the stage where Dawn Marie comes out wearing her wedding dress. Uh, Dawn compliments herself on how beautiful she looks in her white wedding dress and announces that she will recite her wedding vows tonight in the nude. We then cut backstage to Stephanie McMahon and Dawn Marie. Uh, Steph says she's not happy that Dawn wants to get married in the nude. Uh, she says that the dress has got to stay on, and if not, there'll be some serious consequences. We then cut to our next match with Bill DeMott on a bit of an undefeated streak. Now he defeats Chuck Palumbo. And then we get a promo. It appears that The Undertaker, Phenom, will be returning very, very soon. Looks like the biker gimmick has run its course, and the original dead man is on his way back. We then go backstage to Tori Wilson and Billy Kidman. She says as much as she hates Dawn Marie, she'll always love her father. She says that Dawn should get married in the nude. She says that Dawn is the last person who should be wearing white. We then get a non-title match of Billy Kidman versus Eddie Guerrero, who's sporting a brand new haircut. Uh, John Cena and B-Square come out during the match, and Cena wraps in Eddie's direction. Um, Charvo attacks B-Square while Kidman jumps Eddie in the ring. Um, order is restored and Billy Kidman and Eddie Guerrero continue their match. Everyone is banned from ringside, but John Cena joins the announced team. Later in the match, Cena punches Eddie in the forehead. Kidman hits the shooting star press and pins Eddie to pick up the victory. So, big bit of an upset for Billy Kidman getting the victory of Eddie Guerrero. Brad and Albuquerque all over Eddie Guerrero, head to head. Oh, well, now where the hell's he going? I don't know, man. Oh, a cheap shot, and Cena had that chain wrapped around his knuckles. Well, about cheap, look pretty expensive. Look at the chain. Look at the chain. I see it. I see it. That chain connected 
with Eddie Guerrero's head. And damn John Cena, I think he knocked Eddie Guerrero out cold. I don't even think Billy Kimmons was aware of it. I don't think Kimmons gives a rat's tail. Kimmons going for that superstar call. Going to capitalize on Cena. Superstar press connects. Kimmons wins. Cena screws Eddie Guerrero. Here's your Cena and that chain straight up in the head of Eddie Guerrero. And then it's time for the wedding. This guy's so old, Cole. How old is he? There you go. <laughs> He's so old, he didn't even dead see when it was just sick. <laughs> Said Tori said they deserve each other. I mean, I'm not the one who well, said that. Hey, look at that. Al is a fool. Correct. <laughs> New Mexico knows him. He's a fool with a smile on his face, that's for sure. Well, here it is. Wedding of the year. It's January 2nd. Thank you. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here tonight to celebrate the union of these two fine, fine people. Al Wilson and the lovely Dawn Marie. Marriage is a hallowed institution, a sacred commitment, and a blessed journey. A journey that should not be embarked on unless, unless love is present. In all that I've experienced with these two fine people, I know deep down in my heart, Al loves Dawn, and Dawn loves Al. But if there's anyone here tonight that believes that these two people should not be engaged in holy matrimony, please speak now or forever hold your peace. Yes. About, about 10,000 people are objecting to this. Actually, I object. What? Jacks. What's going on? I'm, I'm sorry, Al. I'm sorry. I can't marry you like this. I can't. I knew it. I'm sorry. What is she talking about? Because, you see, I promised these people here tonight that I would recite my wedding vows to you without my wedding dress on. Well, yes, you did that. How far is she gonna go? Honey. 
her husband to be down to his to, to his briefs now. Look at this. He's gonna he's, he's gonna oh. go for the briefs. Oh. Al's gonna be nude. No. Oh my God. <laughs> Look at no. The idiot's dancing. Al, that's about as far as we're gonna go. Well then, I guess we shall proceed. Al, would you take this ring and recite your wedding vows to Don Marie? I, Al Wilson, take you, Don Marie, to have and to hold on this day forward. Forever, we're honest, through sickness, and through wellness, or whatever, I take all the vows. Trust me, Don, trust me. He's so nervous. Such a fool. He's in his underwear. Well then, Don Marie, would you take this ring? and recite your vows to Al. I've never seen a wedding no, like I, this. I, 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 no, I have not either. <laughs> oh my God. I, Don Marie, take you, Al Wilson, to have and to hold from this day forward for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health. Till death do us part. Well, this, this is touching if you're a, an armadillo. With these statements born of love and trust that we have just heard, it is my privilege and my pleasure to present Al Wilson and Don Maria's husband and wife. You may kiss your bride. Well, well now they're gonna seal the deal, Paul. Well, there you go. I never thought I would. Oh my God! He's a little intense. Lousy Wells, he's on the mat. I never thought I'd say this, but it's Mr. and Mrs. Al Wilson. Well, we witnessed it here, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The damnedest thing I've ever seen. Live on SmackDown in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Two, a man and a woman got married in their underwear. You gotta love it. I'll tell you, we have seen the marriage. I'm looking forward oh. to mayhem now. We got a different shot. Maybe get that camera off Al. Maybe our producer to do something about that. You realize Dawn Marie is Tori Wilson's stepmom, officially. Yeah, and Al's still Tori's dad, right? I think. Look at Al. I think Al's a little excited. Oh my God. Get the camera. Man. Be careful. Knock it right over. Al Wilson and Dawn Marie. Well, 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 it's our main event. It is Team Angle with Kurt Angle in their corner versus Chris Benoit and Edge. Benoit chooses Edge as his mystery partner. 
And this is Team Angle's debut, in-ring debut of Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas. Um, Angle interferes attacking Benoit and Edge with his crutches. Uh, Team Angle gets disqualified. Uh, Kurt threatens ring announcer Tony Chibble and forces him to announce Team Angle as the winners. We then go to the ring with Paul Heyman and the Big Show. Um, Paul Heyman's bigging up the Big Show how he's the only person that's defeated Brock, Brock Lesnar 1, 2, 3. He says they should have a match and the winner goes into the Royal Rumble. Uh, Brock then walks out and uh, walks to the ring, but Matt Hardy and Shannon Moore attack Brock from behind with a chair. Brock suffers quite a cut on the back of his head and bleeds quite a bit, but Brock fights back and chases Heyman, show Hardy and Moore off. Um, and then we go backstage with Fanaki and Dormarie and Al Wilson. Don and Al are still in the underwear in the parking lot ready to leave. Uh, Don says they're going to do a videotape of their entire honeymoon. Al says that it's getting cold and wants to get in the limo and get hot. Fanaki then comments with, Fanaki feel very dirty. We then get a next match of Crash Holly and Nunzio. Crash Holly versus Nunzio, sorry, with Jamie Noble and Nidia. Uh, Nunzio gets the win in a very little time. Uh, it looks like Crash Holly is the resident jobber on the SmackDown brand at the minute. We then get our main event. It's Brock Lesnar versus Matt Hardy. Uh, Brock Lesnar's wound, it opens up again. His head gets covered in blood. Shannon Moore makes an appearance but only gets an F5. Brock Lesnar follows up by delivering a huge F5 to Matt Hardy to win the match. Heyman and the Big Show come out on the stage and stare down Brock. But Brock then picks up Matt Hardy and gives him a second F5 to end SmackDown. So we get to the 6th of January's episode of Monday Night Raw. Kicks off with Eric Bischoff and Chief Marley. Bischoff says that he won't tolerate the Dudley Boys' behaviour anymore. He says that 2003 will go down as the year of Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff says that everyone is going to show him respect he deserves and he sets up a non-DQ handicap match against 3 Minute Warning, Rico and Batista. And we get straight to that match. Bischoff, Morley and Flair are also at ringside, basically making it 7 on 2. Batista gets the victory for the team with a 1-2-3 on Devon Dudley. Uh, after the match, all seven men beat on the Dudley's gang style and Bischoff slaps Devon hard across the face. We then go backstage to Triple H and Ric Flair. Triple H is looking at himself in a mirror as Flair enters the room. Triple H talks blah, 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 blah about himself. Uh, Steiner shows up and says that he's already kicked Triple H's ass in arm wrestling. And he says that he's going to kick Triple H's ass in the pose down tonight and at the Royal Rumble. So tonight, as you heard then, we are having a pose down. It's Royal Rumble 1989 and it's Ultimate Warrior Rick Rude all over again. We then get to our next match, it is the Divas, it is Trish Stratus and Jacqueline versus Molly Holly and Victoria. Victoria pins Trish after Stevie Richards interfered and Victoria pulls Trish's tights. We then get an in-ring segment with Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels deliberating over the Royal Rumble. Uh, they're discussing various moments uh, throughout Michaels' life and one of them is being the only man to enter number one and win the Rumble. Jericho says Michaels is trying to insinuate that to be great, Jericho has to do it too. Jericho says that he beat two men that Michaels has never beat on the same night to win the world title in Austin and The Rock. Uh, Michaels says that if Jericho wants to prove that he's the best, he has to go through him. Jericho suggests he go through Michaels right here tonight. And then we get some RNN breaking news. Randy Orton interrupts and he comes down to the ring to let everyone know that his shoulder is up to 93% mobility. Uh, Randy says that Michaels is jealous because his comeback story is better than his. And he says that all the girls will agree that there is a new sexy boy in town. Uh, Randy Orton then says that Michaels doesn't want to be anywhere near him when he's 100%. Michaels suddenly punches Randy, who falls to the mat, but Jericho goes after Michaels and Christian runs down to join in. But Rob Van Dam and Kane run down to chase Jericho and Christian away from the ring. Next up is a tag team title match of Booker T and Goldust against William Regal and Lance Storm. And because of interference from one Val Chief Morley, Venus, 
we have brand new tag team champions of William Regal and Lance Storm. We then cut backstage to Regal and Storm telling Bischoff it'll be an honour to represent him as tag team champions. And our next match is Test versus Chris Nowinski. We go to a segment of Nowinski asking D'Lo to be in his corner tonight because he's an intelligent man. Uh, Test defeats Nowinski and is attacked by D'Lo after the match. We then go backstage with Chris Jericho and Christian. Uh, Christian tells Jericho that he's in the Rumble too. Jericho says that that's great, Christian can help him. But Christian says that if it's every man for themselves and he wants to win the world title, Christian and Jericho bicker back and forth about who's the better man until Randy Orton appears. And he says it's not to worry as he will be in their corner tonight. Well, ladies and gentlemen, still a time of tag team in a minute. Kane and RVD, and they go Chris Jericho and Christian. And wait a minute, check it out, look who's been added to this match. Shawn Michaels and Randy Orton, they're going to be in the respected corners of these two tag teams. Oh, man, talk about an explosion. What a main event still to come tonight. Chris, Chris, Chris. Oh, man, I got great news. What? Great news. What? 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 Man. After I heard you talk to Bischoff and entered the Royal Rumble, uh -huh. I did the same thing, and now I'm in the Rumble too. Me! <laughs> that is great news! Yeah. Now you can help me win the Rumble so I can regain the championship. This is tremendous! Oh, whoa, whoa, it's whoa, great! Whoa. Hey, hold on a second. What? This is awesome! It's every man for himself in the Rumble, and you know what? I want to win it. I'm going to win the Rumble. Christian, I was the very first undisputed <laughs> champion. I'm going to win the Royal Rumble. So what? I've held every title there is to hold, except the world title, and I want it. I'm a three-time tag team champion. Well, I'm a nine-time tag team champion. Well, you're a nine-time loser. Well, your beard is stupid. Well, your tattoo doesn't look like anything. It's a blotch of ink. Yeah, well, at least Shawn Michaels didn't kick my face off. Oh, you want to talk about Shawn Michaels? Guys, yeah, guys, 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 calm down. What? Calm down. I'm in your corner tonight. Don't worry about Shawn Michaels. You need to worry about Kane and RVD. Now let's concentrate on that for right now. And then it's time for our pose down. Now, Triple H comes out and says that the entire crowd is not fit to judge a pose down. He says that he'll pick six fans from the crowd to judge the competition. He obviously picks six dudes that are plants from the front row. Now, the judges are actually independent wrestlers. Uh, we have Navarro Warrior, there's Ghost Walker, Hollywood, there's Outlaw Mike Knox, Derek Nightkirk, and Kida Sakada. Now, Triple H explains the rules. Steiner comes out to the ring. The first pose is the front double bicep. The second pose is the side chest. And next is the most muscular. All six judges vote unanimously for Triple H. Steiner grabs the mic and yells at the judges. Steiner accuses Triple H of knowing the six guys. He says he's going to let all these freaks in here decide who the real winner is. The crowd cheers as Steiner flexes on the ropes. The crowd are chanting, you suck towards Triple H. And he says that Steiner's embarrassed because it was a clean slate. Uh, Triple H suggests they have a push-up contest. Steiner is kicking Triple H's ass in the push-up contest when the six dudes get up and attack Steiner. But Steiner then fights back and beats up all of the six jobbers as Triple H and Flair escape. Guys, we're going to let the judges decide. Uh-oh. Guys, we're going to let the judges decide. Guys, back it up. Come on. Judge number six. That's a little fishy here. Something's up. Wait a minute. Here's the sky. What? Triple Unanimous. H. Steiner didn't get a vote. Not one of the six voted for Steiner. Well, I don't know what to say. I guess the winner of this pose down. Uh-oh. Well, Steiner's got something to say, all right. You tell me not one of you voted for me. He won everyone. 
The rest got every vote. You tell me this ain't a setup? You don't know these guys? You never met them before in your life. It is very subjective, King. But you know. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll let all my freaks here in Phoenix decide who the real winner is. Let's hear this vote. to our main event of Jericho and Christian versus Rob Van Dam and Kane with Randy Orton and Shawn Michaels in their respective corners. Uh, Kane and Rob Van Dam win the match with Orton and Michaels getting involved. And then we cut backstage to end Raw with a segment with Eric Bischoff. He says that he finally feels like he's in charge of Raw. Bischoff gets a phone call and has a worried look on his face. Bischoff hangs up and says it was Vince McMahon and he says that Vince will be here next week on... So it's the 9th of January's episode of SmackDown. It kicks off with a video package of Brock Lesnar's ordeal last week. The opening match is Rikishi versus The Big Show. Uh, the Big Show wins the match after a choke slam. Heyman then gets on the mic and promises to teach Brock Lesnar a lesson before the night is over. Uh, our next match of the night is Chavo Guerrero with Eddie against John Cena with B Squared. Uh, Eddie and B Squared explode into a brawl outside and are ejected from ringside, but Cena pins Chavo using the ropes for leverage. Uh, we then cut to the honeymoon suite of Dormary and Al Wilson. Absolute utter garbage. Just like I promised, welcome to our honeymoon suite. Come in. Al and I have been on our honeymoon for the past week in Hawaii, and I have to say, I am absolutely exhausted. And then we cut to our next match. It is Billy Kidman versus Matt Hardy with Shannon Moore. Uh, Shannon Moore constantly interferes, but Kidman beats the odds and pins Hardy. That's two wins out of two for Billy Kidman in two weeks. He's on fire. Uh, Matt orders Shannon into the ring and yells at him and then forgives him. Matt teases a clothesline on his friend, but then hugs him instead. Look at bipolar version one Matt Hardy. Uh, we then go to an interview with Josh Matthews and Tori Wilson. Uh, Josh asks Tori what she thinks of her stepmother. Uh, she says that the wedding on SmackDown last week was tasteless and disgusting. Uh, Josh announces a stepmother versus stepdaughter match at the Royal Rumble. Tori says she will take care of her evil stepmother. Fucking bleh. Our next match, Tajiri versus Jamie Noble. Uh, hey, it's like fucking vengeance. Uh, Tajiri wins after a stiff kick to the head and a pinfall. Uh, and then we cut to uh, next match, which is Edge with Chris Benoit versus Charlie Haas with Shelton Benjamin and Kurt Angle. This is Charlie Haas's in-ring debut in, as a, in solo action. Charlie Haas wins the match when Angle hits Edge with his crutch. Uh, Benoit gets on the mic and challenges Shelton Benjamin to a match right here, right now. But Kurt runs straight down and interferes, disqualifying Benjamin. Benoit snaps and puts the crossface on Angle. Team Angle get involved, but Edge makes the save. Kurt Angle and Team Angle beat up Chris Benoit and Edge to end the segment. And then we get another honeymoon segment. Blah, blah, blah. Utter fucking garbage. Oh, Al, did I tell you how much I love being Mrs. Al Wilson? I'm so excited. Oh, oh Lord, I love our honeymoon. Al. <laughs> Al. Are you ready? Come on, Al. Again? Come in here. Yes. Again, Al. Come on. Basically, Al's tired and don't want some more action in the shower. Looks like she's shagging him fucking senseless. Shagging him to death, some may say. Then we get to our next match of Shannon Moore with Matt Hardy versus Bill DeMott. 
Matt Hardy then joins Cole and Taz on the announce table as Builder Mott absolutely demolishes Shannon. She's a good run for Builder Mott running into the Rumble. Uh, Matt Hardy isn't happy with Shannon Moore's performance and he tells Shannon that he gave a hell of a lot of effort. But he helps Shannon to his feet, but then clotheslines him straight down to the mat by Paul and Matt Hardy, ladies and gentlemen. Eddie Guerrero with Chavo versus B-Squared with John Cena is our next match. And Eddie gets the win after the frog splash. We then get another honeymoon segment. Uh, basically, Dawn wants some action, but Ali's now passed out. Al, honey, I'm feeling frisky. Al, don't you want to play some more? Al, honey, oh, look at you. You're all tired. We then go backstage to Paul Heyman with Big Show and A-Train. Uh, Albert comes in and tells Heyman that tonight is going to solidify his spot by beating Brock. Uh, Albert says that nobody on the SmackDown roster measures up physically with A-Train. And then Brock Lesnar versus A-Train is our next match with Brock getting the victory after nailing the F5 on A-Train. Brock gets on the mic and says it's time for his lesson and calls out Big Show and Heyman. Heyman and Big Show walk backstage towards the ring but instead turn towards the parking lot. And then we get another honeymoon segment. Basically, a couple of EMTs run into the hotel room and work on Al, who is passed out, dead, or yeah, maybe just doesn't want to get involved in this bollocks anymore, as Smackdown goes off the air. We also have vignettes featuring Nathan Jones, who will be making his debut very soon, and a promo for the ministry version of The Undertaker. So it looks like, from what I said of last week's episode, yes, we are getting the demon is on his way back. <laughs> the final episode of Raw before the Royal Rumble, it's the 30th of January. Now we had a few dark matches and heat matches before this episode of Raw. Uh, one of them that stuck out was Sean O'Hare, who uh, we saw originally move over with the invasion angle with WCW. Um, he beats Brian Danielson, who is one Daniel Bryan as we all know and love in 2017. And we also had Rico beat Tommy Dreamer, Jamal beat Johnny Stamboli and St Spike Dudley defeated uh, Christian by DQ. But Raw kicks off with um, Eric Bischoff and Sean Morley. Waiting for, uh, in the parking lot, waiting for Vince McMahon to arrive. Uh, Bischoff tells Molly to make sure all Raw superstars are on their best behaviour. Uh, Hebner approaches the duo and says that the refs have been talking about striking. Uh, Molly leads the two referees off to discuss the matter. Stein then sneaks up behind Bischoff and demands a match with Triple H tonight. Bischoff proposes a bench press contest. Steiner says he's tired of playing games and people want to see a fight. I fucking agree. And Eric Bischoff tells Steiner to please promise not to do anything crazy. Steiner says he can't promise anything. We then get a hardcore woman's title triple threat of Victoria, Trish Stratus and Jacqueline. Victoria wins the match after Stephen Richards interferes. Victoria and Stephen Richards beat up on Trish after the match until the Hurricane makes the save. The crowd was absolutely dead into this, but I smell intergender. 
Bischoff, he's stressing out over what Vince's intentions are. Uh, the Dudleys then come up from behind uh, Bischoff and get in his face. Security pull the Dudleys off and Bischoff fires them on the spot. Bubba says that Stephanie could use a good team on SmackDown. Uh, Bischoff changes his mind and decides to only suspend the Dudleys without pay. We then get a tag team match of Maven and Test versus Chris Nowinski and D'Lo Brown. Uh, Test pins D'Lo uh, after he was threatening Stacy, and Test knocked him out with the big boot. And then we get to the parking lot and a limo approaches Eric Bischoff. But instead of Vince McMahon, it's none other than me and Gene Oakland steps out of the limo. Uh, Gene says he's there to be a presenter of the anniversary awards show. Uh, Bischoff informs Gene that that is tomorrow night. Now, I'll just cut in now, guys, and just say, I'll just add, uh, there is an award show to celebrate Raw 10. Uh, but what we'll do is we'll run through the award show with the boys when we go through Raw Rumble 2003. Uh, me and Gene, he tells Bischoff that it wasn't so stupid a few years ago, it would be Nitro's anniversary, and then gets back into the limo. Uh, Jericho approaches and says that he's got a big problem. He says that he wants to prove that he's the best by entering the Rumble at number one. Bischoff says he needs a Raw superstar to win the Rumble, and number one is against the odds. We then get to a match of Jerry the King Lawler versus William Regal. Uh, three separate officials check both Regal and Lance Storm for foreign objects. The officials take a set of brass knuckles away from both of them. Uh, Lawler gets a chain and wraps it around his fist and knocks out William Regal. He covers Regal, but the referee sees the chain and DQs him. So William Regal wins the match by a DQ, but Lawler gets on the mic and says, Winner and still the king, Jerry Lawler. Uh, next match is the winner gets the Royal Rumble spot. Jeff Hardy versus Raven. Jeff Hardy gets the victory and a spot in the Royal Rumble. We cut backstage and Vince McMahon finally appears. Eric Bischoff greets him and he's sucking up his ass. He says that tonight he's got to make an announcement, but Vince runs into Randy Orton and asks him how his shoulder's doing. Randy smiles and reports that it's at 94%. Vince congratulates him and gives him a swift whack on the shoulder before walking away. Vince says that he's here for one reason, because 10 years ago he started something, but suddenly he's interrupted by the Dudley boys. A bit of back and forth that comes to the point where Vince sets up the Dudleys a tag team title match against Regal and Storm at the Rumble. Uh, Vince then gets back to his speech, but he's interrupted again by Jericho. Jericho says he wants to be number one in the Rumble. Vince says that the winner of tonight's Over the Top Rope Challenge will get to choose their number. Vince says the winner can pick any number except from number one, because Shawn Michaels has that. Vince then kicks Jericho out of the ring so he can finally get on with his announcement. Suddenly, Bischoff's music hits and he comes out to interrupt the boss. After some back and forth, Vince gives Eric Bischoff 30 days to turn Raw around or he'll be fired. I came out here to make one announcement about the 10th anniversary special tomorrow night. Raw's 10th anniversary here on TNN. That's all I wanted to do. Yet I've been constantly interrupted by individuals you can't control and I've been interrupted by you yourself. So then I would suggest that maybe now is a good time for a public job evaluation. Oh boy. I hate these, JR. <laughs> Have you ever had one of these? Oh yeah. How many of you good people think that Eric Bischoff has been doing a good job? Well, uh, I disagree. What? Because I think Eric Bischoff has been doing a good job. But that's not why I hired you, is it? I didn't hire you, Eric, to do a good job, did I? I hired you to do a great job, Eric. I hired you to take Raw and turn it upside down. To take Raw and turn it inside out. 
I hired you to revolutionize Raw, and you didn't revolutionize Raw at all. You haven't even had any evolution in Raw. I hired you, Eric Bischoff, to shake Raw down to its very foundation. I hired you to take Raw right by the throat and choke Raw and make Raw cough up a phlegm that would spew all over everybody. And you haven't done that, have you? So I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Eric. I'll give you 30 days. 30 days, Eric, to turn Raw around. And if you don't turn raw around, Eric, you and I are going to be standing in the ring as we are tonight before a public assembly. You're going to be looking into my handsome face. I'm going to be looking into your beady eyes. <laughs> and if you don't turn it around, you will hear me say these words, Eric Bischoff. Oh, no. Vince leaves the ring to his no chance in hell theme music and after the commercial we see Bischoff pleading with Vince to give him more time. Bischoff says Vince knows there is nobody on the planet who could replace him but then Vince opens the limo door and Shane McMahon steps out. We then cut to our next match uh, which is Booker T with Goldust versus Lance Storm with William Regal. Uh, the Dudley boys interfere, um, are beating up on Regal and Storm uh, and Lance Storm allows, uh, because of the interference it allows Lance Storm to win by disqualification. Our next match is Hurricane with Trish versus Stephen Richards with Victoria. I take it back what I said about intergender match, uh, but it doesn't take long before Trish and Victoria are brawling outside the ring. Hurricane eventually picks the women. They bring the fight into the ring as Trish kicks Victoria in the head, and then we get to our bench press challenge. <laughs> Moving on, it is an over-the-top rope challenge: Kane versus Rob Van Dam versus Chris Jericho versus Batista. Uh, Batista and Kane eliminate each other, but then Batista gets back up and knocks RVD off the top rope. Jericho comes over and flips RVD out of the ring to win the match. He says that if Shawn Michaels is number one, then he's picking number two. But suddenly Shawn Michaels runs out and attacks Jericho. Jericho throws Michaels over the top rope, but Michaels skins the cat and slips back in. Jericho charges, but Michaels tosses Jericho over the top rope to end the last episode of Monday Night Raw before the Royal Rumble. Kicks off with Dawn Marie um, in the continuing saga of SmackDown's biggest bullshit storyline. They reveal that Al Wilson has died on his honeymoon. So leave the memories alone. I don't want to say the way it is. That's how it used to be. Dawn Marie, she gives a Oscar-esque performance talking about the passing of her husband. She says that she'll present the public viewing of her husband, Al Wilson. We're in for another thrilling night of these segments then, it seems. Uh, we cut to a tag team match. It's the tag team titles. It's Los Guerreros in their first defence in fucking ages against B-Squared and John Cena. Later in the match, Eddie appears to be injured or not a bit silly. Uh, Chavo rushes to the finish, hitting the frog splash on B-Squared. Uh, Chavo checks Eddie outside the ring as Cena and B-Squared get into a fight in the ring. But then a new guy in a full hip-hop gear, um, he jumps the rail and attacks B-Squared. Uh, the new guy and Cena, they destroy B-Squared, leaving him laying. They're on stage with Stephanie McMahon, she announces that Undertaker will return at the Royal Rumble. She also reminds everyone that Brock Lesnar and Big Show will fight for a Royal Rumble spot. Steph announces Big Show and A-Train versus Brock Lesnar and a part to be named later. 
And our next match is Rikishi versus Builder Mark. But Builder Mark picks up another victory after reversing the bonsai drop into a power bomb. I'm going on record now and saying Builder Mark is winning Royal Rumble. He's winning the Rumble 2003. We then go backstage with Fanaki and Billy Kidman. Uh, Fanaki asks Kidman for advice on interviewing Matt Hardy and Shannon Moore. Kidman says Matt Hardy has Shannon Moore completely brainwashed. Matt Hardy and Shannon Moore then enter the interview and they all end up brawling. Our next match is Nunzio with Jamie Noble and Nidia versus Tajiri. Uh, Noble tries to interfere, but Tajiri kicks him in the head. Uh, Nidia tries to distract Tajiri, but he hits her with the green mist. And Nunzio took advantage and rolled up Tajiri for the victory. Josh Matthews uh, then backstage is interviewing John Cena. He asked to what happened between him and B-squared. Cena wraps his response, basically introducing his new partner, Red Dog. We then cut to a backstage segment of Dormarie. She's approaching the casket with tears in her eyes and crying on the field director's chest. And then the general manager's office, we cut to with Stephanie McMahon. She's on the phone with Shane when Brock Lesnar enters the office. Brock says that he doesn't want or need a tag team partner. Steph says that she has to protect her investment. She says that she wants Brock to beat Big Show this Sunday and win the Rumble. Steph says that Brock will have a partner tonight. And then we cut to that match. It is Big Show and A-Train with Brock Lesnar and the partner of Rey Mysterio. Uh, Brock reverses the choke slam. Uh, Rey attacks A-Train and gets a quick pin. Brock and Rey win the match in less than a minute. Next match, Matt Hardy with Shannon Moore versus Fanaki and Billy Kidman. Uh, Shannon Moore and Kidman, they brawl outside the ring, distracting the ref as Fanaki covers Hardy. Uh, Hardy fights back and wins the match with a twist of fate and a little help from Moore. Uh, Moore states that we did it, and then Matt slaps him saying, I did it. Um, then we have more crap of the Dormarie and Tory Wilson. As we cut to a handicap match of our main event between Kurt Angle and Team Angle versus Chris Benoit and Edge. The match ends when Chris Benoit goes nuts and puts a crossface on Angle and refuses to release. Uh, the referee pulls Benoit off of Kurt. Benoit goes outside and gets Angle's crutch. Benoit whacks Angle's knee repeatedly with the crutch. Team Angle pull Kurt out of the ring for the save. Team Angle get the victory by disqualification. As the last Smack episode of SmackDown goes off the air before the Royal Rumble. So that was Raw and SmackDown's from Armageddon 2002 leading into 2003 and the Royal Rumble which will be taking place on January the 19th. Just to quickly run through that card, so we're going to have Brock Lesnar and the Big Show, the winner gets entry into the Royal Rumble. We've got the Dudley Boys going up against William Regal and Lance Storm for the tag team titles on the Raw brand. We've got Tory Wilson versus Dawn Marie in a stepdaughter versus stepmother match. Scott Steiner against Triple H for the World Heavyweight title. Kurt Angle against Chris Benoit for the WWE title and the 30-man over-the-top rope Royal Rumble. 15 from Raw, 15 from SmackDown, Dave's money, build him up. And guys, as always, don't forget you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. All you have to do is search for RA Era Podcast, that's the Ruthless Aggression Era Podcast. But from me, Dave, until next time, when it will be the Royal Rumble, when all three will be back together, peace out, people. In the hell are you? I'm John Cena. John Cena, huh? Well, you tell me. What is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here